Welcome to Artificial Ghost Radio, your unofficial guide to navigating the airwaves. I'm Miles. And I'm Mars. This is a podcast where every single week we bring two songs each and talk about why they are so special. Mm -hmm. Miles, why don't you talk about what the theme is? This week's theme is a song with a music video that we like. I have it specifically written down as song with a good music video, which is just a a fun little way to imply that our opinions are fact. (laughs) Yep. Everyone needs to appreciate these music videos. Mm -hmm. They're objectively good. Yeah. Mars and I had a psychic connection because when they suggested this theme for this week, I was actually re-listening to the song that I was bringing and I was thinking like, oh, maybe this should be this week's theme. Because I already have one. And then he suggested it, so I was fucking prepped and primed. Dope. Mm. Yeah, I picked it for a very specific reason. And the reason why I personally pick themes or gravitate towards certain themes is because there are songs that I've always wanted to talk about in a certain capacity. And this theme gave me a really good opportunity to talk about one very specific song that I'm very excited to get into. That's good. Okay. Hey, before we start, Mars, uh-huh. what do you want for your birthday next week? Oh, fuck. A drink of water that I'm going to take right now. <laughs> Hang on, I'm sending it through the computer. Gosh, I don't, I don't know. I I feel like I've pretty much got everything I need. So, like, a- anything that comes from the heart will be, mm. will be ideal. From the heart of the cards. Yeah, the heart of the cards. Make it Yu-Gi-Oh! related. I already know exactly what I'm going to draw. <laughs> Great. I'm so excited. All right. Uh, and before we get into it, Miles. Uh, yeah. I had one too. Oh, shit. Just, just, a, little, just a little story. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit before we started recording, I heard an ice cream truck go by in the other neighborhood that's kind of next to us, mm-hmm. uh, which by the way, the ice cream truck never comes into our neighborhood, which like used to piss me off, but now I try to cut sugar out of my life as much as I can, so it's not that big of a deal anymore, but Kid yeah. Me was super angry. <laughs> that's valid. I think I've only ever seen an ice cream truck go past my house once. Uh, did, you, did you take advantage of that? That one glorious opportunity? No, I grew up without money. If you had... Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that shit, you'd be owning an ice cream factory right now. So if you get the popsicle stick made out of gold, you can come into this truck and then some shit happens. I don't like where your mind goes a lot of No, time. I'm trying to think of like the logistics of because like they go to a chocolate factory, but if I'm getting it from this particular ice cream truck, I just like sit in this ice cream truck like... Uh, is it like, is it like, is it magical? Is it like, <laughs> no, no, like, like in the door and then we're in a different place? No, like you get the golden popsicle stick and then like, and then you get an invitation to go later. It's not like right away. That's not how, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. not like Charlie, wa- no, it's not like Charlie walked off the fucking street after getting his golden ticket and just was like, oh, hi, hi, Willie. Let's go to your factory. <laughs> if the golden popsicle stick is for that ice cream truck. That is the destination, right? No, it's not for that ice cream truck. It just happens. It... So do I go to an ice cream factory? Yes. Like, uh, like the golden popsicle sticks are randomly distributed, and one of them happened to end up on that one ice cream truck that happened to go by your house. And let me get this straight. And at the end of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, he's supposed to inherit the chocolate factory. But you're saying that I'm just going to inherit an ice cream truck. No, I said ice cream factory. 
And he said ice cream truck. He said you could be no. driving that ice cream truck. No, that's definitely not what I said. I said you could be owning an ice cream factory. Mm, check the tape. If you had Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that shit, you'd be owning an ice cream factory right now. You'd be owning an ice cream factory right now. An ice cream factory right now. An ice cream factory right now. Ice cream factory. Ice cream factory. Ice cream factory. Ice cream factory. God, there was a point to my story that we got totally derailed. I'm so sorry. All, all it was is that there was it was playing like a super adorable tune. Mm-hmm. It, it it was kind of close to like circus music, but with a dog bark going into the beat. It was oh, very <laughs> that's very like Louis Zong. Yeah, it kind of is. Yeah, that's very fun. I enjoy that. Yeah. Can we do like ice cream jingles one week? Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, write it down. One of our themes is going to be songs that sound like they could be played from an ice cream truck. Okay. Write it down. That's canon. That's canon, babes. Hey, Miles. Hey, Miles. What's your song for this week that has, like, a good music video that you like? My objectively best music video. Oh, best. (laughs) We're really coming out strong with this one. Yeah, because it is the best, and I will not mm-hmm. take anything against it, is Golden Touch by Amuru Namie. Tell me about the song. So, this came out in 2015, and I saw it on, I think, either Facebook or Tumblr, I'm not sure, because it's an interactive music video. Oh, really? I don't have much to say about the, like, lyrics or anything like that, and I'll get more into uh, Namie after we listen to it. You will get what I mean when I say interactive music video and then you watch it. Okay. Sort of, it's not like a we talk about it in parts. It's definitely like a the whole thing is an experience. Is it one of those, like, 360 ones? No. Oh, uh, okay. Ooh, is it like a choose your own adventure? It's a put your finger on the screen. Well, that's no... Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> that's sort of interactive. Okay. So, do you want to give it a listen? Yeah, let's let's go for it. Slash a watch? It's a watch. It's a watch. Okay, that video was super fun. I told you, bitch. I mean, look, I wasn't doubting you. I was just, I was just concerned about how we can make this accessible in an audio format. You know. Mhm. I know. Don't worry about it. So this video is it. What it reminds me of, and the way that's presented, is is WarioWare. Yeah, I know where you're coming from with that. It's like WarioWare if the only action was just holding your finger in the middle of the screen. <laughs> it's yeah. just. A bunch of super short six second ideas of ways that you can make like the illusion of interacting with the finger in video is very cool. It's a terrible way to explain it, but it's a cool video and you should watch (laughs) it. It's like it's a very like cutesy, like fun, kind of weird stuff going on. Yeah, like uh, my favorite is is the last one of uh, just so you're holding your finger in the middle of the screen and then the your finger is just above 
a can of spray paint and then the camera pans down so it looks like you're pushing in the spray paint and it sprays gold onto a statuette it's very cool looking it's very cool but there's a bunch of stuff like that there's like a skateboarder who does a stunt off your finger there's a cat who grabs your finger and i i kind of giggled and and gasped in delight at that moment it's very good there's also like you block up a fire hydrant that's leaking water oh there are there are so many really cute ones there's like you turning on like light switches and remotes and stuff Mm -hmm. and my favorite bits of the music video are when you're looking at like two furries having an affair and you like pull down (laughs) the blinds to like peek at them there were a surprising amount of furries in this video, like I more than I was expecting. I love the blood on the dance floor type unicorn dudes. Yeah, yeah. Really wonderful. Yeah, the whole video is, is very fun, although at, yeah, at some point I did feel like a private investigator. <laughs> this is what Juno still feels like. And the song itself is... It's it's fun. I, I think... And this is something that's going to be uh, kind of a, a theme with my song too, is that I don't know that the the song is more fun than the video is, but the song adds so much to the video. Like this could just be a fun gif, but the fact that it's timed out with the music, the the music itself, its energy, its peppiness, it really yeah, and the whole uh, message really of like of like you have magic in you. You're the one doing these things. Like yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it's definitely really also cute. very thematic and and very cutesy and positive in a way that I really like. Yeah, there was definitely a part of me that was a little bit scared. That I mean, I I gave up all fears when I it, within the first like five seconds. But when you mentioned this, I was like, oh, is it going to be one of those things where like it's a fucking weird ass jump scare or some shit? Ugh. I would never. Yeah, but I know people who would, and it's 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 projecting, is what it is. Don't talk to those people anymore, they suck. Oh, I don't. Good. Okay, so, I want to talk about Namie. Talk about Namie? Yeah. Dope. Amuro Namie, or Namie Amuro. Amuro Namie. Namie is her Dope. first name. So, due to her longevity and resilience in the music industry, she is known as a full fucking icon in Japan. She's referred to as the queen of Japanese pop, even though she did also move into R&B territory later in her career. Uh, She Mm -hmm. has been recognized as the Japanese equivalent to Janet Jackson and Madonna. She's sold 38 million records. And now that she is into her 40s, she's 41 this year, she is retiring from music this month. Oh, damn. Yeah. I think that's interesting is that I... I can't imagine just retiring from from a passion like that. Yeah, oftentimes when musicians say that they're retiring, it's more like they're going to take a big long break and then maybe make That's stuff true. and maybe publish it. That's true. It's it's also very uh, how Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Although I think he's act is he actually retired now? I actually don't know. I feel like because he did retire, but he was still like advising on some Ghibli movies. I think right. That's a good question, actually. I might Google that. Okay, so this is from something in 2017 that says uh-huh. he's back at it again. After announcing his retirement in 2013, not for the first time, it was rumored last year, if rumored, last year that he was working on a new feature film based on the CG short named Boro the Caterpillar. So yeah, he's, he's well, still adorable. working on stuff. I know, God. All my cousins love uh, Ghibli movies, which is very fun. Oh, dude. I don't, there's no, one of the things that I really sort of hold to is that 
I feel like a lot of times when people are talking about music or movies or whatever kind of media, I, I feel like there's a lot of focus on negative, reactionary uh, sort of analysis of those things. Sure. I really don't think that it's super valuable to worry too much about like the quality of something necessarily i mean if it's badly written it's badly written if it's badly done in this way or the other whatever but i think everything has merit and is worth being enjoyed as long as it you know doesn't promote like violence against others or yeah. shit like that as long as it's not hurting other people right as long as it's not hurting other people i don't think talking about oh it's good it's bad whatever i don't think that's very i don't think that's helpful conversation it's not, yeah. I, I feel like, really, we should be talking more about why we enjoy the things that we enjoy and just not focus so much on the things that we don't enjoy and let others who do enjoy them just get on with their day. I think that's a good sentiment. Which, it took me so long to think through how to say that thought that I completely forgot how I was going to tie it to whatever we were talking about. <laughs> I also don't know about it. So that's just going to be left. It's lost to time now. Mm -hmm. Do you want to know some fun facts about Namie? I would love to know some fun facts. So she did a recording with TLC of Waterfalls, which is very fun. Okay. That's a big song, isn't it? Yeah, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Oh, right. That one. Who's that by again? TLC. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Tend to love and care. For some reason, I was confusing TLC and TMZ. Oh, okay. Weird. Uh, they're both three-letter acronyms that start with T. I think it's uh, it's fair. Yeah, but they're both very different things. They're both very different things, but I also don't pay attention to either of them very closely. Mm -hmm. So when being reminded that either of those things exist, I think it's fair to be confused. Yeah, that's fair. Another fact about Namie is that she started in a girl group called Super Monkeys when she was 14. Yeah, that that's not really a fun fact as much as it is just a... That's sort of the expectation of idol culture in Japan, is you get into these pop groups when you're super young, and maybe you break out, or maybe you're just in that group forever and getting marriage requests every day that you don't want. It's true. Idol culture in Asia is all pretty bad. It's all pretty fucked. All right. Like, not, ev not even getting into how creepy and crazy management can get, oh, yeah. but that's maybe a conversation for another time, or maybe it isn't. We'll see. Sure. Let's have a bad idol culture episode. All right. Yeah, why not? Last actually fun fact is that some of her songs have been used in Pokemon, in the credits of Pokemon the Movie 2000, and in Dope. Death Note, so boom. Cool. Finally, finally the connection that makes my Pokemon and Death Note crossover make sense. <laughs> my six degrees of separation finally yeah. <laughs> resolved itself. Yeah. My fan game is coming along excellently. But yeah, that's all I really have to say about Namie Amuro. Uh, hey, Mars. Yes. Yes? What's your song slash music video for this week? Uh, hold on. Pardon, pardon me. My, my mom is asking me a question because she, she's listening to music and she is worried about it being picked up on the recording, but it's super not. Yeah, I can't hear it. Uh, repeat your 
your your inquiry? I will after I send this picture. Do it. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on, it's ending. I just want you to see this picture before we continue. I thought it was really good. Okay. All right. Oh wow. Oh shit. Oh, that's such a good picture. I know. Uh, I'm gonna make a post <coughs> about that as a uh, <laughs> as a shortwave uh, signal. Hell yeah. All right. So Mars. Uh, yes, Miles. What's your song for this week? So my themed song is, and maybe it would have been more appropriate if I went first, because it's Let's Get It Started by the Black Eyed Peas. Jesus Christ. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think I've listened to Let's Get It Started since it was uncovered what the original lyrics were. Oh, what were the original lyrics? I mean, I can't say them. <laughs> Fair enough. It let's get arslet in here. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, that's no good. <laughs> well, I feel awkward now. It's okay. Let's move past it. We can't really, but let's Look. address it later. <laughs> oh, damn. It actually played on the fucking radio. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Ooh. I don't think I can bring this video anymore. But also, it has been like 15 years. I don't know. It has been 15 years. I don't know. It really took the wind out of my sails. I'm sorry. No, I'm glad you told me. Oh. But then we come into a dilemma, Mars, because you might need a video to do a segment. Uh, so here's what here's what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch my song on the fly. An unheard of event. Because frankly, there's no way that I can talk about this song in the capacity that I in- intended to, knowing this new information. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. I just don't feel comfortable doing it. Yeah, that makes sense. So, I'm going to switch songs. But, I'm going to be clever, because a lot of my notes are related to, like, I'll get into it. Okay, sick. Okay, so, part of the reason that I wanted to bring Let's Get It Started is because I wanted to highlight a appreciation and a love that I have for music of the 2000s that is, let's admit, a little crap. Oh, it's absolute garbage. But I still have a lot of fun listening to it. And the reason why is because I grew up when these songs were on the radio. I grew up when the Spice Girls were getting a movie. I grew up around all that stuff because of my sister. I don't know that she was ever into the Black Eyed Peas, but she was into a lot of the music in that era that I didn't really want to admit that I was into because, like, I was terrified of liking quote-unquote girly shit Mm -hmm. because I was terrified of not being immediately identified as a boy because I was pushing myself deeper and deeper into the closet instead of examining my feelings. Oh, yeah, we've all been there. We've all been there. This sort of era of music is is something that I really enjoy when I really want something stupid and fun and almost thoughtless. Yeah. And so the song that I'm actually bringing this week, uh, Get the Party Started by Pink. 
Oh, fuck, bitch, I fucking jammed to this. Look, I figured that if I wasn't going to get it started, I might as well get the party started. <laughs> Pink is a fucking icon, dare I say. Mm-hmm. I smashed her album. That, mm, di- mm, did you? Did I? Did you Did you smash her album? Not like with a hammer. Because... No, because there are two different connotations of that, and both of them are bad. I also didn't stick my dick in the hole. I'm cutting all this out. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm cutting this whole podcast out. I'm cutting this whole podcast out. You can't stop me. God, uh, stop the recording. <laughs> so, so let's let's just listen to the song because all of my notes that I usually have about the artist are uh, gone, mm-hmm. worthless. So let's just listen to to the song and watch the video and have a little bit of dumb fun. Fuck yeah. I'm excited for this. Look at that hair. Oh my god, that hair. There is so much in this fucking video. So much happens. <laughs> a lot happens. A lot happens. First off, can we talk about how awful all of these outfits are? What are you talking about? They're all fucking supreme. Oh, I love them all, but they're <laughs> so horrid. I mean, that's the early 2000s. <laughs> like, I would wear many of these outfits, and they are all terrible. They are fucking horrendous. Also... There's a little bit where she uh, talks about the gold rings on her fingers, and during that bit- I was gonna talk about this! She only has one single silver ring. I know! Even though in later scenes, she does have gold rings all over her fingers. She's fucking bizarre, and I love it. Her imagery, iconic! <laughs> she steals- her and her friend steal skateboards from children mm-hmm. after their car breaks down and she almost gets hit. Yep. And also their car has a teddy bear on the front because of course it does. I own that car. <laughs> I wish I owned that car. There's this amazing front shot and it's clearly like a Mercedes Benz probably because that's the car that's name dropped in the song. But they have decked this vehicle out. It is in blazing red. It's got like silhouettes of posing girls like truckers have on the front of the car there's a tiger which i'm pretty sure you used as your avatar for a long time almost certainly of course a big pink teddy bear Mm -hmm. this is a fantastic car and their whole like apartment also in my head canon that's a girlfriend in their whole apartment is just decked out in weird bullshit and they like do a little salute to a statue of the virgin mary before they leave it's so fucking funny the whole makeover scene of her, like, putting on different outfits. It's so purely 2000s because, like, everything's, like, sort of mesh and, like, neon. Yeah, this is this is the future the Matrix wanted. Skatery crust punk mixed with, like, hip-hop. It's a lot to behold. It is an adventure to watch. Uh, I love at the very end when she and her, her girlfriend break into this party by the way Mm -hmm. 
by going up a window washer's like elevator thing mm-hmm. and then she just stands in the middle of the doorway into this like warehouse party does like a supergirl twirl and cut like wonder woman supergirl also did it i think did she it's wild maybe I feel like everyone knows wonder woman yeah. did it but yeah well i'm an idiot as we have <laughs> so very clearly pointed Shut out up. on many occasions and you know what that's just the life that i'm living i've I, it, on my character sheet my intelligence is low but my yep sure is so (laughs) songs like this songs like hips don't lie by shakira any song by no doubt Mm -hmm. these are songs that i love going back to because i don't know it represents a, a a sort of fun and a world that i didn't allow myself to get into very much at the time yeah i get that and it also places me very firmly in a lot of memories that i have of this big blue house that we all lived in at that time. Uh, and there are so many hilarious and embarrassing stories of bad shit that I did as a kid from that time period that I can't wait to share, but I'm only going to bring them up if they're relevant. Sure. So I know what you mean in a way. There's there's a certain kind of badge that I really enjoy. I feel like this song slash video is in the same league as like the Adam West Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like chintzy garbage. Yeah. I don't know. It hits a it hits me in a certain way. Yeah. That I just really, really enjoy. Because I love garbage. Yeah, I love garbage. It really doesn't have to be good for me to enjoy it. I think this is gonna sound stupid, but I think some things are good even if they're bad. I getcha. Uh so is there anything else that you wanna Oh, I was gonna say on your wanna... note of like it reminding you of oh. that time uh when you were a kid uh sort Uh of trying not to be any way feminine or anything like that like anytime i see toys or products or media from the early 2000s it reminds me that like when i was a kid i tried really hard not to like girls and not to be friends with girls and not to like be okay with that because it's like sort of a taught thing of like you can't trust Mm -hmm. other women other women are bad like they will be your undoing <laughs> they are evil yeah for sure so i i tried so hard not to like girly things and looking back on it now like as a dude and much more comfortable in myself and also just loving women i like can finally appreciate things and be happy so it's nice to mm-hmm. look at these things and just like feel unabashedly happy you don't need to ironically like things you can just enjoy yourself yeah, fuck that i I, I don't have any guilty pleasures. I just have shit that I like. I just like shit. I like garbage and I won't apologize for it. Yeah. If, if you're listening at home and you like some trash ass garbage, fucking sing it out. Sing as long it as it out. isn't hurting anybody. Yeah, like Naruto's fantastic. <laughs> it's it's garbage and it has no plot and I love it. Uh, I love... There's the original Ultraman show that is live action and every episode is terrible. All the monsters are ripoffs of Godzilla (laughs) and I love it so much. There's the Science Patrol and they're the stupidest motherfuckers ever. That's wonderful. And it's the best show and the worst show and I love it. (laughs) Yeah, watching any sort of, like, Zentai show with, like, you know, like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers and all that shit. So much fun. Right. It's so camp. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like there's so much to be gained even from trash media. Yeah. Not to say that, like, anything profound is being said necessarily. Just that allowing a little dumb fun into your life 
I, I think it's healthy. I think it's good. It's very healthy because you can't be like grim talk all the time. Not everything is fucking Batman and Rick and Morty. You gotta have fun at some point. So there are a lot of motherfuckers on the internet who just do not like to have fun. Yeah, because they think it makes them uncool or like childish or whatever. Yeah, at one point does fun be like a bad thing? I don't get it. All right. Exactly. Speaking of fun. Speaking of fun. Hey, Miles. Hey, Miles. You want to get into the quiz corner? I'd love to. So earlier, you mentioned character sheets, which is interesting leading into this episode of the quiz corner. Uh, okay. I'm excited. So we're going to do a little bit of like, I'm going to narrate the situation for you. And it's going to be sort of a choose your own adventure story. Are you ready for it? I'm so ready for it. All right. Let me introduce you. Should I be embodying a character? Or am I just me? You're you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, whatever character that is to you. It depends on my mood. That's true. That's us as human beings, though. Yeah. All right. So, we've landed now on the ground. After last week, you answered four questions correctly. Yes. Uh, it's really it's really great to be here. Like, that help portal, I mean, it's surprisingly a decent calf workout. Uh, that's not how you pronounce it, but it doesn't matter. But it really wears out the rest of your body. And also, skeleton claws, not really great. Hey, I want to do my narration, Ma. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to build the world out. <laughs> that's, that's valid. So, the darkness in the hell portal that you're used to with the skeletons and the void mm-hmm. fades. All around you, in every direction, is a desert burning and empty, save for the detritus and the garbage that's been falling with you for all this time. In front of you is a few piles of busted garbage, the ones that fell with Mm -hmm. you. To your left is the rising sun. To your right is a great huge sand dune. And behind you is the game show set. Where do you go? (laughs) I love that it's like, you know, oh, it's just this regular desert. And also there's a game show here. (laughs) And like, that's (laughs) whatever. It's the crumpled up section of a game show set. Mm. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna walk in the sunset because it's like the end of the movie, and I completed my quest to get all four questions right. So I'm gonna walk off into the sunset and the sunrise, bud. Either one. <laughs> you know, I feel like it metaphorically makes more sense to be a sunrise, actually. So that works out. All right, you ready for some flavor text? Oh, I love flavor text. Okay. You follow the... What, what flavor is it? Is, there, is it sweet text? Is it savory text? Lemon. Le- <laughs> lemon. That's Great. it. It's lemon. It. It's lemon text. Lemon is actually one of my favorite flavors. Lemon's so delicious. Lemon's great. Okay. You follow the slowly rising sun as it passes steadily behind you, beating down on your back. When you reach the horizon... Well, that's not quite following the sun, is it? That's like Shut being up. chased by the sun. Shut up. When you reach okay. the horizon, you see a door. What do you do? You know what? I think after such a long walk, I think what I'm going to do is, you know, now that I've established what's in this area, I'm going to turn around and go to the chasm or the dune, rather. Yeah, you're just not going to interact with the door. I love that. Yeah, I'm not going to interact with the door. I'm just going to go back and check out the dune. Okay. You know, I know it's I know it's here. I just want to find out my options. I enjoy that. Okay, so you turn around and you walk all the way back and then you walk towards the dune. Mm-hmm. More flavor text. This time it's lime flavored. Ooh. 
The dune is massive. It's a task to climb any mountain, but when the surface is moving around, all the rocks and the garbage left behind, it becomes even harder. In the ground by your feet, you see something shiny, and the sand rises above you almost in a completely vertical wall of sand. What do you do? Hmm. You know what? I think I'm going to go with the door. (laughs) So you walk all the way back. By this time, yeah. the sun's, like, setting again. <laughs> it's like, oh, shit. Well, now I get my walk off into the sunset that I wanted. Oh, sick. It's in the other direction. Who gives a shit? Anyway, you and the sun hate each other. Okay, <laughs> so you're standing in front of this big mahogany door. On- oh, it's mahogany. I'm, I'm allergic to mahogany. I better go back. <laughs> <laughs> Can you be allergic to wood? Probably. Let's just open the door. Okay, well, on the door is a silver knocker. You know one of those old-fashioned knockers where it's, like, the shape of an animal and it has, like, the knocker hanging Mm -hmm. from it? It's that. What animal is it? It's that, but the face of a woman. Oh, okay. I say hello. It doesn't say anything back. Cool. I I knock with my hand. Like, just rap on the door, you know? Okay, how many times do you knock? I'm gonna say 37. Solid. Okay, so the eyes on the face open. And the knocker speaks to you, and it says that... I said... I, I, hey, hey, lady, I said hi earlier, and you didn't respond. Like, that's rude, first off. <laughs> she says, sorry about that, I was taking a nap. Well, sorry that I woke you, but let's get on with the exposition, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's a part of this whole riddle thing, I guess. So, you know, you gotta play your part, I gotta play my part. You have to answer three questions correctly to... Walk through this door. Cool. Dope. That's, I mean, sure, why not? It seems like questions are the only currency this world knows. Yeah, you right. A bag of salt and vinegar chips costs one. Why did the chicken cross the road? <laughs> so, Mars. Yes. Question one. Rock Around the Clock was a hit from Bill Haley and his blank what? Was it A his comets, B, his shooting stars, or C, his darlings. You said Haley? Bill Haley, yeah. So probably the comets, huh? Yeah, is that your final answer? Yeah, it makes sense. All right, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, yay. That one one was the one that made a lot of sense. Yeah, hopefully they continue to make sense, but we'll see. Yeah, you'd fucking hope so. All right, question two. In which American city was Elvis discovered dead in 1977? Was it A, Vegas, B, Houston, or C, Memphis? Memphis. I'm going to say Memphis. I'm going to say Memphis. You're going to go with Memphis. I'm going with Memphis. Is that your final answer? Sure. Ding, ding, ding. Yay. Last question. Uh-huh. Let's see if you can open this door, bitch. Let's let's find out. What's the name of the motorbiker who dies in the Shangri-Las hit the leader of the pack? Wait, what? Have you ever heard leader of the pack by the Shangri-Las? No. I didn't, <laughs> really? What is this? Oh my god, it's a really famous song, bud. People listen to are exposed to different things throughout the course of their life and you should not Shame people for not knowing things that you thought were common knowledge. That's valid. The question stands. Your options are A, Jimmy, B, Johnny, or C, Billy. 
Well, at least two of those are characters from Double Dragon. <laughs> Why do you think that affects your response? It doesn't. It's just a fun fact, I guess. I like that a lot. It was Jimmy, it was Billy, and it was Johnny. Mm-hmm. And one of them died. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> Give me the genre for this song. Uh, it's defined as pop music. It's like 1950s, 60s pop. Okay. Gonna go with Jimmy. Is that your final answer? Uh, yeah, 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 that's, that's my final answer. Ding, 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 you got it! Oh, fuck. Holy shit. Mars, you're on a fucking roll. I really am. What the fuck happened? The door opens just a crack. And as you oh, open off. the door... Okay. The light shines and then the segment is over. Oh, fun. A cliffhanger. A cliffhanger that, that's fun. Yeah. Dope. I, I'm I'm excited for this this sort of narrative that you're, you're building here. I, I'm, I'm really a fan of it. Well, you mentioned the other day that you wanted to do a D&D podcast, so this is just me doing a D&D podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a, a, a great little way to do it. I love it. Listen, I'm a DM. Gotta do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that was a heck of a lot of fun, Miles. Aww. I really like that. Gee whiz. Thanks. Gee, gee willikers. <laughs> Golly gee, Batman. Bat- Batman? Batman. I've never seen that movie with Bane in it. <laughs> you thought that you could kill me, Batman. I literally don't know any Bane left. I was the darkness, Batman. I was the one who took the last packet of Tim Tams from the grocery store before Alfred could buy them for you, Batman. Batman, Batman. do do you remember the time that you were a kid and you buried your shoes at at the beach and couldn't find them? That was me. (laughs) What did that happen to you? That's a, that's an actual thing that happened. When I was young, we went to a beach that was pretty close to our house, and I had these brand new shoes. I was like six or eight, and I was like, hmm, you know what would be a great idea? I think I'm going to bury these. Oh my fucking God. And then we, we were leaving, and my parents were like, where the fuck are your shoes, little, little bud? And I was like in the sand deal with it oh my god and i thought that i knew exactly where they were but i didn't and we lost those shoes jesus christ yeah and and i guess with that we're gonna go to the break yeah we're gonna go to the break let's get on there unfortunately it is a gravel road and we are walking barefoot because we did bury our shoes at the beach but i promise you it'll be worth it (laughs) all right Hello, welcome to the break. Hey, let me just really quick roll for charisma and see how the rest of the episode is going to go. Oh, damn, that's a 20. I was expecting it to roll low and then I'd have to make a goof, but hey, I'll take it. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. If you have an uplifting message that you want to share during the break with another listener, you can send your request to our DMs at ArtGhostPod or send us an email at ArtGhostPod at gmail.com. Also, we are now doing updates on our Twitter page called Shortwave Transmissions. It's just sort of a way to showcase the music videos or tell stories that we didn't get to on the show. So you can just follow us at ArtGhostPod and get that hot scoop. All right, let's get back to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm back. You're back. And also, I'm back. And we're all back. Mm -hmm. So, Miles. Hey, Miles. Today... 
I'm bringing something new. I'm bringing a new segment. Tell me, Moz, what is the new segment? The new segment is called Mystery Headlines. (laughs) Oh, we talked about this. Not real. It's not what you expect. Okay, that's spookier. So how this game works is, and of course, it's still a game because I have to involve Miles somehow or else it isn't fun to listen to. I don't make anything fun. That's clearly not true. So I'm going to read you a headline that I found, except crucial words are going to be taken out of it, and you'll have to guess what words I took out. So what I will do for you is I will give you whether the word is a noun or a verb or an adverb. Mm -hmm. Bearing in mind, I don't know the difference, so I'm just going to quickly pull that up. Neither do I, I'm going to be honest. I always forget. I mean, I, I know what a noun and a verb is, but I can't. An adverb is a describing word? Sure. I'm just going to have it up because I will forget. I am stupid. Additionally, once per game, you can ask me to give you a hint on one of the words. However, that hint is a descriptive category for what that word is. So, for example, if the word was rabbit and you ask for a category, I might say something like rodent. Okay, okay. I'm going to arbitrarily award you points based on how close you were from one to three, which means the minimum score for a word is one. So you don't really lose that much. I think that's valid. Also, are you going to do like three of them or is it going to be one? No, it's just going to be one headline uh, per game. And every five times we play this game, I'm going to reset your score so you can push for like a five game streak high score. Oh, hell yeah. Arcade rules. Yeah, arcade rules. And then, of course, at the end, no matter how well you do, I'll, I'll tell you what's up with the headline. Oh, that, that would be appreciated, yes. Yeah. So, are you ready for this week's headline? I'm ready. This Russian artist has created a working blank powered by his own blank. Okay. Do you want, do you want to know, like, my initial gut reaction? Oh, absolutely. Car by farts. Keep in mind that all the headlines are always going to be music related. Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't sure about that. The first word Mm -hmm. is a noun. The second word is also a noun. Okay. And can you give me the full title once more, please? Yes, absolutely. This Russian artist has created a working blank powered by his own blank. Mm. So it's powered, so it has to be electronic. Mm-hmm. Mm. And remember, you can also ask for a category at any time. Or just once, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask for the category of the first noun. Sure, absolutely. So the category for the first one is musical instrument. Yeah, I fucking figured that out, genius. I'm sorry, what more did you want? You should have asked for the second one if that's what you've already know. Oh, fuck you. What are some electronic instruments? I don't know, there's like two. <laughs> there's like yeah, only so, two. So guess them. It's like a theremin and like a keyboard. Okay, theremin isn't electronic, is it? No, it's. I think it's electronic. I think it has to be. That makes sense, wouldn't it? And it's just like it, you would say whether or not it's like a one word. No, it it it. Each of these is one word. Yeah, I think, okay. It's a single word. I was just wondering if it could have been electric guitar. No, it, it it's not electric guitar. Yeah, yeah. That that's. I'll give you that for free. No, I was I was just thinking out loud. Don't answer me. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, so I'm gonna say keyboard. Powered okay. by his... I still want to say farts, but I'm not going to say farts. Powered mm-hmm. by his... Yelling. Powered by his own yelling. Yeah. So, so your version of this headline, which may or may not be close... Well, screams, rather. Let's go with screams. <laughs> Let's go with screams. Yeah. 
This Russian artist has created a working keyboard powered by his own screen. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah, it, it is pretty fun. I'm going to award you a total of three points. What the fuck? Really? Uh, it's one to three per each word. Yeah, yeah, I know. Not total. So you got pretty close on the first word. The second word is a little farther off. Mm. So I'm not gonna, I'm not going to give you that to Thanks. you. Uh, so the actual the actual headline, if you're ready for it, uh, is this Russian artist has created a working synthesizer powered by his own blood. Who <laughs> see? Um, how do you? With blood, listen, like, like energy generated from like, like movement or screaming, like the kinetic energy or whatever, like that makes sense. People have done that before, like powering things by like biking or whatever. I'm trying to think of how blood would do. Look, I am not an electrician. I am not an electrical specialist. I am not a musical engineer. I don't know how any of this works. Mm-hmm. But there's a video of it if you want to look it up. Oh, I'm going to. So this guy, Dmitry Morozov, or Vitol, which has two colons on each end, like a Call of Duty username, Ugh. made a synthesizer powered by his own blood. It's for an art project titled Until I Die, which is pretty fucking appropriate. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that you need to know about this is that it was inspired by a 19th century engraving of experiments with electricity, because of course it was. Mm-hmm. And second is that the, I guess, basics on how this works even though I don't understand any of it, is that there are five batteries on the synth that get their energy from 11 goddamn tanks of this dude's own-ass blood. Oh, how big are the tanks? I don't know. That's so spooky. It also sounds exactly like we have this arts museum here in Tasmania called Mona. Sort of like the MoMA, but fucking weird. Sure. And it's just full of shit like that. Like, there's this dude called The Living Canvas, I think. And it's this dude who has, like, a full body tattoo. And he's been bought by a millionaire, I guess. And when he dies, the skin goes to the dude that bought his skin so he can display it. And sometimes well, he that's just... no good. I don't like that. He just sits in MoMA sometimes and just, like, people can go look at him. And it's very uncomfortable. And there's also like yeah, I don't like that. A big room full of manure, and I would love to tell you about that, but I don't want to. I don't want to think about it. Let's move on. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> I'm here now. I'm in the playroom. Let Let me read this fucking quote. Yeah. From this guy. Yeah. My desire is to create a techno-biological hybrid device after several years of fruitful but exhausting work. This device should be something that is in all but name, me, that uses all of my vitality to create electronic sounds. Thus, although only for a short period of time, I can achieve my own creative existence. This sounds like some supervillain shit. It kind of does. That's like, like some fuck ock shit. Yeah, so it's like some Doc Ock shit, except just sort of self-inflicted. Yeah. Like, if if you're your own supervillain, this is what you do. Yeah, it's a lot. The article, which is on AXS.com, ends with this bit here, which I do love a lot. Morozov wanted to make a point of raising awareness for alternative energy sources while listening to some music at the same time. Mission accomplished. Yeah, I suppose so. I I guess so. I I mean, I'm aware that blood can now be used to power a synthesizer. Yeah, I don't know how useful I, that's going to be. I also be. don't know how the blood do that, but like fun. 
I mean, there's like metals in in blood and shit. There's metals in a lot of things. I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a bloodologist. I don't want to blood shame anyone, but that is a bit weird. It's a bit ooky spooky. So that was mystery headlines. <laughs> hey Miles. Hey Mars. What is your first song, or, or rather, first, or just new favorite? What's your new favorite? What's my first favorite? Because you know we have multiples. <laughs> I I know how this show works. That's true. You accepted it. Alright. My new favorite for this week is Love Letter by the Wild Reeds. Love Letter by the Wild Reeds? Yeah. R-E-E-D-S. Alright, yeah. For sure. Uh, An an Americana folk rock band uh, out of LA. Okay. How over the garden wall is it? Hmm. On a scale of like one to ten. Yeah. One being Naruto. Is Naruto the polar opposite of Over the Garden Wall? <laughs> What's the opposite of Over the Garden? On a scale of Rick and Morty to Over the Garden Wall, I'd say it's a solid seven because, like, it's not old-fashioned Americana. It, okay. It's like acoustic-y, cutesy stuff. All right, fair enough. Yeah. It started off as a duo, then a trio of uh, women. And then they mm. added two dudes to the mix, which some people thought was a bit controversial because they were sort of like a girl Americana group. But they work mm-hmm. well together. And the album Blind and Brave, which is the album Love Letter is on, is their first with two dudes. So, without further ado, here's the song. Further a dudes? <laughs> without more the dudes. Let's listen to Love Letter by the band I forgot the name of. The Wild Raids. That's the one. What's my fate? What's my fate? If I should ever send this page, oh, be brave, oh, be brave. It's too I gotta say, I do really love a good twang. This song's got a lot of good twangs. It does. It has a nice steel string twang. On the twang scale, I give this a I give this a nine. Yeah, that's pretty good. Who's at the top yeah. of the twang scale? Bold of you to assume that anyone has a good enough twang to be a ten. <laughs> that feels like a like half of a pickup line. Does it? And I don't know what the other half is. Does it? It's like sort of like, are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only 10 I see. Uh, trying to fit twang in there. Listen. Okay. L- l- no, let's workshop this out. Oh, God. <sighs> hey, are you Love Letter by the Wild Reeds? Because you're a nine on the twang scale. <laughs> All right, so... um. What I want our listeners to do is if you, if you like someone and you and you want to come on to them, I want you to copy paste that and send it to them and show uh-huh. us what they say in response. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make that the little video preview. So just send them the video and see how it goes. 
So what did you think of Love Letter? I really liked it. This is definitely not the kind of music that I that I generally listen to, but hell, that's why I do this podcast, is to be exposed to music that I don't generally listen to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, I mean, a little bit of a sidebar, but also, like, related. I don't think I've ever written a love letter. So that's why I bought this song, right? Like, I... I I've, never, I've never written one, and I've certainly never gotten one. I've gotten a love poem before. Um, Fair, but I feel like if you're a poet, you're gonna be handing out love poems. That's just how you do. Oh, oh, she wasn't a poet. (laughs) She wrote me a note in class and it was this little poem because I had depression and my friends were worried about me and she liked me. So she wrote a poem for me and on like a little piece of card, did like a little drawing of me and gave it to me. That's the closest thing I've ever gotten to a love letter. That's super cute, though. It is. Super didn't like it back, though, so it was a bit awkward. Yeah, well, like, even if the feelings aren't returned, it's still kind of nice to know that somebody likes you in that way or or is capable of liking you in that way. Yeah, I've never gotten that thing of, like, when, like, if one friend likes the other one and they tell them and it's not reciprocated that, like, they stop being friends because, I I mean, I would never do that because, like, if I've known Mm -hmm. them for a while and they're like, I like you and I'm like, all right, I don't like you back. Like, that wouldn't, like, really affect my opinion of them. Right. I mean, look, if if they didn't drop it, then that's a different thing. But, like... But they were creepy about it, but also I don't think I'd be friends with a creepy person. Right. I feel like I wouldn't be friends with anybody who, who I felt would do something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so... Yes. I bought this because... So there's this movie that came out. You've probably heard of it. To all the boys I've loved before on Netflix. It's so good because I usually, with rom-coms, I get such secondhand embarrassment that, like, it's actually hard for me to, like, watch a movie without having a panic attack if it's, like, awful drama and people get, like, emotionally hurt too much. Yeah. But that movie, it was, like, balanced well with actually just good family and platonic love and just, like, acceptance and support that it was, like, really nice, nice. to watch and, like, it won't make you die. <laughs> but, like, like, the plot of it, no real big spoilers or anything, it's the premise of the movie, uh, is that she writes love letters for dudes that she likes. And she doesn't send them, but, it's like, she likes to write them to have, like, that peace, like, that memory with her. And I thought that was really interesting because, like, I've never really had the urge to write a love letter per say but like mm-hmm. I, don't know, I think it's like a fascinating thing to do especially like i don't want to be like that grandpa that's like nowadays with technology no one reads newspaper but it, there is something to having a physical piece of paper to look at is quite nice I there think. definitely is I, I i think it's it's just one of the many forms that like love can show itself yeah because i feel like the way that i generally operate is that the way that i show love is by doing sort of check-ins and keeping up up to date with all with all my friends mm-hmm. that, that's how i'd be in a in a relationship too is is just little check-ins that are little lights in the day yeah but some people would rather bigger or more dramatic gestures which is funny because I'm, I'm a very dramatic person in every way but romantically <laughs> Yeah, so have you ever done that five love languages quiz? No, I have not. It's, um, I don't think it's like a psychological professional quiz, but it's like this very popular, like, I think self-help sort of, um, like trying to figure out, uh, like what your best partner would be. Uh, and it's stuff like, okay, so words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Okay, let's both take that quiz right now and... Tell our results. Do you want me to give you a little licky loo? Yeah, let's 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 both take this quiz. All right. 
So first off, I want to talk about how this quiz has a, a, a lot of questions about receiving little gifts. It really does, doesn't it? So my scores are, I got an 8 in physical touch, an 8 in quality time, a 7 in words of affirmation, a 6 in acts of service, and a 1 in receiving gifts. <laughs> I'll say actually, before we continue, <laughs> the receiving gifts thing is like, and they always phrase it as like, a little gift. It seems like it's fucking Hanukkah. And they're just like, do you want a little gift? Do you want a little gift? It's like, all right. It's... it's <laughs> I mean, there are folks out there, definitely, who are like, their answer to every single question is, oh, I would love a little gift. Sure, everyone likes little gifts, but it's like, do I value that over, like, getting a hug? No. Not really, no. Yeah, so my scores is I got nine on quality time, I got eight on acts of service, six on physical touch, five on words of affirmation, and two on receiving gifts. Dope. I don't think this really means anything but it's cool it's interesting yeah i mean it, it just says like what you value in a relationship so when you're looking for people uh, yeah. you want to like find I... matches to whatever you're like this is also for middle-aged women so you know take up the grain of salt oh and... well fair enough but also i feel like using metrics like that as an artificial way to see if you're compatible with another person is completely whack better than using horoscopes i mean yeah you virgo ass. are you a virgo i feel like i've asked this recently yeah i'm a virgo Fucking virgo ass. yes <laughs> hang on i'm gonna giggle virgo capricorn compatibility okay this is the episode now it's finally happening Hey, I was obsessed with horoscopes, and still am, because it's so stupid. When Virgo and Capricorn join together in a love match, this is a pragmatic, smart relationship. Both signs are highly rational, not true, and both expect a lot of themselves and others. Virgo adores Capricorn's dedication and intensity, while Capricorn admires Virgo's intuition and attention to detail. I mean, sure, there are little bits in there that are like, oh, yeah, that's kind of like me. But that's how these are written. They're super vague yep. to have at least something that you, like, grab onto. Yeah, I talk about this a lot with Shanae because Shanae is a Gemini. And every time Gemini is mentioned on something, it's like, you're like two different things. It's like you can be happy some days and sad the other. It's very like, it's like <laughs> you know, like, oh, like everybody. It's very silly. Ugh. Anyway. Do do you adore my dedication and intensity? I certainly do. I, I think you're a very, very dedicated, very reliable guy. Um, you hate my intensity. I don't know that I... <laughs> I don't know that I would describe you as particularly intense. Are you sure about that? Yeah. I yell a lot. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's intensity. I think that's just enthusiasm. That's a, that's a good distinction, actually. Yeah, I agree with that. I certainly admire your attention to detail and your working on your intuition. Yeah, I don't think I'm, I'm really all that intuitive of a, of a person. Getting better with the quiz. I guess so. What does intuition mean? Um, instinct, like gut reaction. Uh, okay. I want to see what uh, more compatibility is. This is literally just like all I'm going to do now. <laughs> we got to end this sometime. No. Let's see. A sexual connection between a Virgo and a Capricorn. All right. I, I, I'm I cutting this out. I'm cutting this out immediately. That was fun. Hey, uh, I'm going to distract from this immediately by reading this tweet by VeggieTaleFacts oh, no. at VeggieFact. Playing Five Nights at Freddy's with my tits out. Swag. <laughs> How did they know what I was doing? All right. Uh, ask me about my new favorite. 
<laughs> Unless you've got more to say about this song that we haven't talked about in like 15 minutes. I was just going to say that I like the song and I think it's nice and I feel like we should all write love letters and I think that'd be cute considering we're both turning 21 this year and she wrote her first yeah. love letter at 21 years old. Hey, let's write love letters. All right. Hey, Mars. What up? What's your new favorite? So my new favorite for this week is a song called Still Feel by Half Alive. Oh, I've listened to this a few times. So, funny enough, this song also could qualify for the theme song this week because it also has a super dope music video. It does. And, in fact, I found the song because of the video. It, it happened to be in my YouTube recommendations a couple of days ago. Same. And, okay, truth be told, I don't know where the fuck this band came from. They don't have a Wikipedia yeah. page. <laughs> they only have four songs, only one of which they're actually pushing. <laughs> there is, like, no information about these guys. The about page on their website, it doesn't even talk about who they are. It just talks about the song vaguely. That's fun. I know the lead singer and extremely pretty boy. I know his name is Josh Taylor, but that's the same name as about three other million people who are more famous than him on web search results. So (laughs) not helpful. And yet this video has almost three million views. It has a million plays on Spotify, and that's not even, it's barely their second biggest hit. Their biggest hit has two and a half million plays. Jesus. And I have no idea who these fools are. Yeah, because I thought it might have been like the algorithm thing of, oh, I listened to a band that's like tangentially related to Half-Life, and then it recommended it to me. But I feel like, because YouTube does this weird thing with the algorithm where it like pushes just like anything that is either paid for promotionally or like they deem Mm -hmm. as appropriate to promote, especially like with music videos, it's a lot easier. Because also Eric on Twitter, friend of the show, at EGemBickies. Oh, it's GemBickies, not GemBickies? I want to say, I feel like GemBick is like a gemstone. I guess so. Hey, Eric, could you clarify that for us? Thanks. They also have a Tumblr, but anyway. Also recommended it to us because it's their favorite of the week too. So I feel like we all had a bit of a mind meld because I was debating whether or not to bring either Still Feel or Love Letter or a different song this week. So I love that all of us are on the same wavelength. It's so... uh, I, I, I think this song just... Everybody happened to find it at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And I think I think aliens are probably involved. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, it's not like an algorithm sure. thing like I said. It's probably just aliens. Yeah, whatever. Hey, the song fucking owns, though. Oh, it owns bones. It super owns. It, it rules. Let's listen to it. Hell yeah. I am not asleep. Get me contained. So pick me from the dark and pull me from the grave. Because I still feel and coin a phrase for the style of this music video okay ambient surrealism okay define abstract imagery that still has a sense of space practicality and physicality 
especially if it uses mundane imagery to achieve this effect. Yeah, uh, there's quite a few music videos. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it. there's probably another word to describe it, but that's the phrase I'm, I'm using to mm. describe it. All right. Also, can I just say that every member of that band, I feel like I go to university with them. They all just look like just Australian fucking art majors. Hey, maybe they are. Maybe they they look really young. I mean, hell. They do. Yeah. Okay, the video is really fucking cool and very well choreographed, and I'll talk about it more in a shortwave, mm-hmm. because right now I just want to talk about how much this song uh, fucking slaps. <laughs> I love that it never sticks to a single production style, really. The first couple of verses have this 70s-style synth instrumentation with a drum machine and some funk influence added on top of it. The pre-chorus adds a choir, and then the chorus just throws all of that out mm-hmm. and goes for like a like a dubstep sort of vibe. And then it repeats. It's really And yet fun. somehow it feels totally natural. Yeah, and none of it feels like it was unnaturally progressed into. Despite being maybe a little jarring, it's very smooth. Yeah, like chunky peanut butter. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the dubstep gets some like effects on it, and it's cut by this sharp steel guitar noise with some fun snaps and claps. It shifts into a, a, a low gear for a while before speeding up that familiar 70 synth and pumping into high gear with some of that dubstep influence from earlier and then some like cool horns out of nowhere the song just doesn't give up at all in its production it keeps adding more shit and it's it all works somehow it's a very layered experience it's similar to tokyo by uh, leon Le Havis. the production even if it isn't as tight and as polished as that song it it still services the idea of the song really well because the song is lyrically about not giving up Mm -hmm. even when things are hopeless or confusing yeah like joshua talking in the side of the genius Circus page of course about like him Mm -hmm. writing it when he was going through this quote-unquote floaty feeling like period in his life sure i think is really like and that's definitely like a mental illness thing of like feeling like you're not connected to anything like feeling like you don't have a schedule feeling just yeah yeah i've definitely felt that yeah absolutely it's it's because for a while, and we've talked about this briefly, and I'm not going to get super into it, obviously, but for a while I was living out in an apartment, and it was during that time that I was really, you know, it was like I felt like I was old enough to be, to consider myself an adult, mm-hmm. but I wasn't really ready for the responsibilities that come with being the sole person responsibility for your survival. Yeah, I know what you mean. And I got kind of kicked in the teeth by that, mm-hmm. but... I've really sort of bounced back from that and, you know, partially due to my medication, partially due to, you know, changes in behavior and decisions that I've made that I've been allowed to make because of medication. I have sort of bounced back and, you know, it's it's clearly not over yet, but I feel like I'm, I'm you know, moving forward in a positive direction with this podcast and my new job and other efforts that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I feel like the song sort of in that way, it feels personal to me because it, you know, it's talking about a lot of those those same feelings, even if the context is is very different. Yeah, I like it. It's like, yeah, like you said, it, it is definitely this feeling of like a lot of things are going against you. In your case, like mental illness, um, but you're pulling yourself back um, and you're getting help from other people to pull you down again. Yeah, I legitimately would not be where I am now without 
my family, all of my friends, including you, Miles. Oh, thanks. I'm a friend. Uh, well, yes, you're a friend, but you're also a, a friend that inadvertently or not really helped me through sort of a, a shitty situation that I was for a very long time there. Uh, that was a situation. But I feel like this song really, really connects with me because the way it uses its production to tell a story, I think... In the same way that you could listen to Tokyo by Leon Le Havis, even if you didn't know English, and still get the same feelings, I feel like it's the same with this song. This song, just pr- instrumentally, just production-wise, is such a good song for just driving you forward to do whatever you need to do yeah. to get to where you're going. It's also this, like, almost a sensation of hitting the ground running. Yeah. The intro music being, like you said, synthesized a 70s chill, and then hitting into, like, the pre-chorus and the chorus, and, like, all of a sudden it's, like, hard beats, and that sort of, mm-hmm. like, electronic feel. And it's definitely that, like, you're suddenly back in your own body after, like, dissociating or something. Yeah. And, and you're going, and you don't know how to stop, and you're continuing forward, even if you're confused. And... I think it's really interesting. I think you're right. Yeah, like, even if you don't get it or you can't understand it, like, it still has that sensation to it. The way that instruments and sounds can tell a story without any spoken language is something that I feel is, as a skill that musicians have, mm-hmm. is really undervalued and is not explored as often as it as it really should be. Yeah, it's uh, a good damn point. But, yeah, this song is good, and I ran out of things to say. I, I actually <laughs> said way I said way more than was in my notes, so... <laughs> I have, I guess, two little points. I'll just say that I really like the pre-chorus. I can feel a kick down mm-hmm. in my soul, and it's pulling me back to Earth to let me know I am not a slave, I can't be contained. So pick me up from the dark and pull me from my grave. I think that's really cool. Also, one little detail that I really enjoyed in the music video is that every time the three of them were in a shot together, their outfits had a gradient to them. Like, it always went from, like, dark to medium to light. Like, they never messed it up. Oh. I I guess it's just something that I always notice because, like, color is really important to me. Uh Uh-huh. I always, like, notice that in music videos. I really like color theory. I think it's really interesting. And, yeah, like, all Mm -hmm. of the color changes I thought were really interesting as well. But, yeah, I thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah, I I do think it's it's interesting, and I'll do deeper analysis on the video for the shortwave. But I think it's interesting how it, it... the video at the very end just goes into sort of natural light or natural looking white fluorescent light. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you can see like how saturated their clothes are. Yeah. Yeah. It, it like takes away all of the effects and still manages to be kind of weird and cool. Mm-hmm. It's a good S video. I, I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into it. Follow us on Arcospod. So yeah, I guess that's, that's all I have to say about this one. Are we ready to take it on out of here to ride this, this lonely train all the way to end of the episode i think we're about to put this in some tupperware and put it in the fridge and wrap it up wait wrap it up after it's in tupperware you wrap the fridge up oh okay that that really keeps the the cold in (laughs) thanks so much for listening to artificial ghost radio if you have any theme suggestions or just have a song that you really want to share with us then you can tweet us at art ghost pod if you enjoyed the show uh, please share it with a friend who you think might like it Word of mouth is really the only way we advertise, so it really helps a lot. Also, you can consider leaving us a review on iTunes. Do I say anything after that other than the... Is there any more info? Uh, I don't think so, no. One thing that we're doing now is that we are 
posting little updates called shortwaves that are on our Twitter that are just little updates to supplement the latest episode of the show. So things like music videos and stories that we didn't get to share. So you can follow us at ArtGhostPod on Twitter if you're if you're interested in, in reading any of that. Thank you once again for listening. And we will see you on the other side. Bye. Ultra noise. You fear the outro, Batman. I am the ending and the beginning of the episode, Batman. I was born in the end. That's the la- I was born by in it. the end. <laughs> That's what I was trying to think of the whole goddamn episode. Me too. Fuck. <laughs>